You're listening to Overcome the Overwhelm for Special Needs Moms with Lauren Lowry. Hey friends, welcome back to Overcome the Overwhelm. I'm going to uh, apologize in advance if you hear some weird noises in the background of this podcast because we got a new kitten. Oh, it's so cute. It's so tiny. Um, but he is currently running around the room like crazy and I don't want to put him in his little room, um, because then he'll just meow and it's right outside my office. Plus, you know, he's adorable. So I can sit here and watch him have the zoomies all around the room (laughs) while I do this podcast. So you might hear some adorable little mews and stuff falling off of tables apparently because he's just going to jump on that table and knock it all off. Bad kitty. But anyways, okay, I have to tell you guys about this kitten. So we got him um, from some friends, and we've tried cats in the past. And okay, just to kind of like, if you know, for the people who are just jumping in or maybe don't know me very well, um, oh, by the way, I'm Lauren Lowry, you know, host of this podcast. <laughs> anyways, for the people that don't know me very well um, or haven't been following along for very long, we live very much in like a rural area. Like we have land, we have cattle, we have horses, and we have dogs. And we do have one dog who is very much, uh, he's a very large dog. Um, and he is a gentle giant for sure. But when it comes to cats, um, we have tried to get barn cats in the past. And it did not go over so well with this big dog. Because he does not know the difference between that and say like, you know, something that he is supposed to kill, like a possum or a raccoon or, you know, things like that that come up to the property or even coyotes, um, because we do have coyotes that come up here too. So, you know, he doesn't know the difference. Um, So he has, you know, we have not had good luck with cats in the past, but we've also not socialized him before in the past. Um, So this cat was a little bit different. I was like, okay, I want a cat. I love cats. Uh, But the main reason we got this cat was, of course, because of Leo, right? We do everything for our kids. <laughs> but cats are just drawn to that kid, guys. Like, I don't get it. For for the past, I mean, for years, cats, if we go anywhere where someone has a cat, they will, like, end up on his lap. And no one will put the cat there. Like, they just jump up on his lap and curl up and are just so gentle and quiet with him. Um, Under his wheelchair, he has this, like, little basket, you know, the, where you can keep stuff. Um, Cats will get in there and just ride around. Like, and I'm not talking like, oh, someone puts him in there. I mean, the cats will just get in there themselves and will stay there all day. They just want to be around Leo. It's so cute. <laughs> so we were like, okay, we have to get a cat. So we got this little kitten from some friends and it's not going to be a barn cat. Uh, we are socializing it to the dogs, uh, especially to Reggie, our big dog, um, and trying to get him used to that, you know, this is friend, not food. <laughs> Fish are friends, not food. Same for kittens. <laughs> So, so far it's going well. Um, you know, he's met the kitten a couple times and he's done really well because he's a very well-behaved dog. That's the thing. So he will do what we tell him to do, you know? So yeah, so that's how that's going. Um, and we thought it was a girl for a long time, but apparently it's a boy and his name is Frito. I don't know why, but it's like a Frito chili pie and he's just this little black thing. He's just adorable. So I like to name things random names because it makes me laugh and it makes me smile and it brings me so much joy. And no one else is going to name the dang cat. So I did. (laughs) No one else can pick a name. (laughs) Yes. So that's the newest member of our family is Frito the black cat. And I love it. I love him so much. (laughs) 
But anyways, you did not jump on this podcast. You did not click listen to this now to hear me talk about my cat. Although I'm sure a few of you are like, tell me more about your cat because I know you guys. (laughs) But anyways, today I actually want to talk about building our tribe and building our village. Because, you know, you always hear that said, like, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, or, like, you got to have your tribe of people, right? And especially if you are a special needs mom, especially if your child has additional needs, um, you know, there is a higher amount of stress. So that means that there is a higher amount of need for respite and rest and relaxation and having time for yourself. And a lot of times... Moms like us, you know, moms with medically complex kids or kids with any type of, you know, disability or special needs struggle with this concept. Like, oh, you have to have a tribe. They, it's almost like, a, like an anger about it because maybe they don't feel like they have a tribe. Maybe they don't feel like they have support in place. And they may not. You may be one of these people listening to this podcast right now thinking, Psh, What tribe? I don't have people. I don't have anybody to help. I don't have any resources. I'm alone. This sucks. I'm miserable. I'm exhausted. I just wish someone would help me. I just wish someone could help me make my life easier. Right? I I do coaching on this all the time, guys, and overcome the overwhelm. This like concept of not having people or, or not having people in their lives that are willing to step up. Is that may hit kind of a nerve. You know, you may have like parents or siblings or friends that even as your child gets older, maybe they're kind of, you know, backing away a little bit. Maybe they seem to be disappearing. Maybe they seem not able to help. Maybe they are not willing to help. Because I know, you know, in our case, Leo's getting heavier. It's getting harder for me to lift him. And I'm in pretty good shape. I'm pretty small, so it, I mean, I need to beef up, guys. I need to, I need to build some muscles here. <laughs> but people are not always willing to help me. Or not willing, sorry. People are not always capable to help me in that way of, like, the physical care of my child. So, and I want to talk about this, like, in a couple different aspects here. Like, how can you still go forward, like, with a tribe and feeling like you have support and get support to help you in your life? And I want to talk about a couple different concepts. And the first one is, is I want you to take a look, you know, if you do feel like you don't have support, you take a look at your life and like, where are people offering to help? Where are people showing up in your life, but maybe don't know what to do? And something really valuable, I actually learned this whenever um, we were in the newborn phase, you know, I was a new mom and someone told me they're like, whenever people offer help, don't just say, oh no, we're fine. Thank you. No, you need to be specific because they want to help. And if you can be specific and like, I I literally, this was the best advice ever. They said, make a list of things that you truly would like help with. And here's the thing. I didn't want anyone helping with my baby because I wanted to hold him right? And I think that's kind of so common is that, you know, people come around, they want to help, they want to hold the new baby. We New moms feel like it just creates more work for them because I have to get the house clean for people to come over, yada, 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 right? I felt that so much. But this advice was gold because I wanted to spend time with my baby. I wanted to bond with Leo. 
I wanted, you know, plus I was, I was feeding him every two hours. Like it was, no one could watch him. I couldn't just go take a nap. That just, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it just was not going to happen. I was not going to leave that baby. But what I could do is it would say, oh, what can I help you with? I could refer to my list of things that they could help me with. And this included very like actionable things that were easy, but that I just did not have the capacity to do. Or things like, oh, you could bring me dinner. Or, oh, you can go pick up that prescription from CVS for me, from the pharmacy, right? Or, you know, it was just like, hey, can you fold that, that dill of laundry if they're at my house? Like, fold that basket of laundry. If you're going to offer help, you're going you're gonna to help. You're, you don't get to pick because you didn't say, oh, hey, can I help you with X, Y, and Z? You just said, how can I help? And I'm going to make you fold my laundry. <laughs> no, but it was people who were very willing and they wanted to do whatever I needed in that moment. So I would refer to my list that literally it was a note in my phone. If you guys could see the amount of notes in my notes app in my phone, you would be like, what is wrong with this person? I track everything in there. Like literally it, it's a little ridiculous, <laughs> but I would keep this list of like how ways people could actually help me because I would be too exhausted and too just burnt out and just, and even, you know, in the hospital, Oh, guys, I, I relied on this on, in the hospital. In those moments, you do not have the like logical capability to use your brain and use your thinking skills to come up with a list of how they can help you. You can't, you're like, I can't be a manager right now. I just need you to like take care of me. I don't need to be, you know, a task manager that delegates things and makes sure that they're, they're completed and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, my corporate's coming out here a little bit. <laughs> I can't be that. I can't be a manager whenever you are in the thick of it, in a hospital, say. Maybe your child's having surgery. Maybe your child is inpatient. Maybe you have just normal life is, can be this way, especially if you are living in that survival mode, guys, especially if you're still really in like the thick of that stress. Or maybe things are getting harder as your child's getting older. All of these things. Make a list. How can they specifically help you? It doesn't have to be taking care of your child because sometimes they can't take care of your child. Sometimes you don't want someone else taking care of your child. And yes, we do need respite. There is such an important thing. You know, it's such an important thing when it comes to respite and needing that break. But how often are you using your time alone to go run errands? Hmm to go pick up that prescription, to go to the grocery store, to clean house. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's like you use your alone time, you know, when someone, you have childcare, someone watching your child or your child's at school. Maybe you were at work during that time. It's like, how can you make your life work better for yourself? And if you're in this mindset of, oh man, I just, no, no one, no one's here to help me then guess what? You will make sure that no one's there to help you. Because whenever someone does ask, you won't even, like your brain will subconsciously do this. Your brain will be like, nope, no one can help me. They don't really want to help me. They don't, honestly, they're just saying that to be nice. Well, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but who cares? They offered, take them up on it. (laughs) But if your mind is in that place of like, I have no help, I have no village, you got to drop that thought because that is going to be the thing that keeps you from having a village. That is the thing that is going to keep you from having people actually help because you're not going to take them up on help. You're going to repel them away. 
right? And the other part is, is whenever you're in that mentality, when you're in that mindset of, I don't have a village, no one can help me. No one is willing to help me. Guess what? Another thing that you will do is not look for possibilities. This is the second part I want to talk about is maybe you don't have physical people as your tribe. But if you have that mentality, that mindset, and that belief that like, I have no village, I have no one to help me, you will not be open to possibilities and to thinking of ways and getting creative and using that little, you know, that smart part of your brain that's like the problem solver. You can't use that if your brain is over here saying it's not possible because your brain won't even go there. It won't let you go there. Two parts of your brain. There's the the main part that's like, nope, there's no one here. (laughs) No one can help me. (laughs) There's that part. And then there's the other part who's like, well, maybe there is somebody that can help me. Or maybe I can find a tribe. Maybe I can create a tribe. What are all the ways I can create a village to help me raise my child? Now, this part two, because whenever you start opening your mind to those possibilities and letting yourself get creative you're going to come up with all kinds of solutions, guys. Because your village doesn't necessarily have to be people. A hundred years ago, yes, villages were of people. I guess not even a hundred, like the past hundreds of years up until pretty recently. You had a village of women. You had your mom, you had your grandma, you had your aunt, you had your siblings. You had a literal village of people. Maybe you had, you know, women didn't work. They stayed home and raised children. They didn't live far away from their families typically. So they had people around them. It was a very communal effort to raise a family. And I think we all know that and today it's not like that. It is very different. People are living, you know, across country from their families. Maybe people don't get along with their families as well maybe they don't have large families like they used to because that's another real thing you know there's a million different reasons of why things are different and even just you know with COVID and the you know the quarantine and people kind of staying away from people times are different so therefore our villages have to look different you want to know what's in my village Amazon Prime another thing in my village is Walmart grocery pickup. If I had a grocery delivery service available, that would be part of my village, but it's just not available where I live. Again, out in the middle of nowhere, country, town is like 30 minutes away. <laughs> Another thing that's in my village is the woman, the, just the angel of a woman that I pay to clean my house once or twice a month because that frees up time to take care of myself. That frees up time for me to focus on what matters because housework does not matter and if I can support her if I have the ability to do that and I have the ability to give that to her and give that to me she is part of my village 100% you know what are all the ways of people that are part of your village maybe you are just blessed and lucky enough and you have nursing and you have a nurse that comes to your home and takes care of your child every day that is your village Use that village. Use that nurse. Lean on her. I don't mean use them, but I mean see them in a different way. See them as support. See them as how they are helping your family thrive and how they can help you thrive. I think a lot of times when it comes to nursing, um, 
you know, I hear moms say a lot, you know, it used to be a conversation a lot more often. It's not really anymore because no one can get nursing. There's no, you know, nurses available, um, for families like ours. So I used to get this question a lot though. Like, what do you have your nurse do though? Like, I don't know what to tell them to do. And my nurse, we had, um, before Leo started school, I like literally won the gold mine when it came to our nurse. Um, I wish, I wish that Leo never started school so that we still had her because guys, she helped me be a better person because she did things and you know as nurses they can only do things that are in regards to like the kid that they are watching right and if you're not familiar with how nursing works like so she could you know take care of him but also and this is coming from her she said I can do his laundry I can clean the spaces that he lives in which was the living room the kitchen his bedroom the hallways right pretty much the whole house um, which, I mean, this was coming from her. She was offering this. She said, I will keep his spaces tidy. I can, and I mean, just the amount of things that she did. She cleaned all of his equipment daily for us. She did, you know, all of his G-tube changes. But, like, all of this was, it made such a big difference to our family. Because she, and it's kind of the thing. Like, she didn't wait to offer to help and wait for me to come up with something. She just did it. But she taught me how to allow people to help you. And it was amazing because, you know, she was part of our tribe and she very much became part of our family. But, you know, it may not, like I said, it's not always people. It could be a million different things. Think of all the ways technology is part of your village. You may not have a best friend who gets it, who lives in the same town as you. You may not have someone, you know, maybe all your friends have just normal, typical children And talking to them can be painful, especially about the hard things. Because maybe the hard thing you're feeling is jealousy. Because their kid is walking. is you know, three years younger than your kid. And their kid is walking and your kid is not. And may never will. That's hard to talk to your friend about. Even if she is your best friend in the entire world. But you know where your village is, guys? It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know what the other social media apps are, but (laughs) it is on your phone because you can reach out to anybody that you connect with on Instagram or Facebook or wherever that you have moms like us. You reach out to them and say, I'm struggling with this. And guess what? You're going to find somebody that is going to listen to you. You're going to find somebody who, you know, is a shoulder to cry on. You're going to find support. You are going to find people who get it and that is your special needs village another way that you can add to your village is people that take care of you maybe you have a personal trainer that you go to that helps you and listen guys this isn't just about like oh i want my beach body no i have been on the look for a personal trainer for strength strength training because like i said earlier leo's getting heavy But guess what? Whoever I find, part of my tribe. Because they are helping me be the best mom I can be. My coach that I meet with every single week. Who, you know, points out all the ways I'm getting in my own way. And all the ways I'm in my own head. And all the ways that, you know, I'm creating all this mind drama in my life. That coach is part of my village. If you have a therapist that you go to and you talk about and she is helping you heal traumas that is part of your village 
And whenever you start to see all these different people in your life that are part of your village, you're going to start feeling better because you're like, oh my gosh, I do have support. I do have people and they're amazing. And if you were like, man, I don't, I don't really though. Like get in that place of like, I could have a village. Not, I never have a village. Get out of that. Get into, I could have a village. And if you don't, make one. Get out a piece of paper, get out the, you know, the notes app in your phone like I do and just brainstorm. And no matter how crazy the idea is, even if your brain's like, that's crazy, I'm not writing that down, write it down because who cares? You don't have to use these. These are just, you have to get all the ideas out of you. And they always say whenever it comes to ideas, you have to get all the bad ones out first before you can get to the good ones. But how can you create your village? Who's in your village? Is it Amazon Prime? Are they in your village? Because I don't have to go to the store to buy that thing, the cat bed. I didn't have to go to the store to buy the cat bed, guys. I just clicked Amazon and it was sent to me. I didn't have to go and find this, like, I don't know, thing for Leo's feeding therapy that he needs for, like, oral whatever. I didn't have to go try to find that. Amazon had it. It's going to be at my house tomorrow, delivered right to my front door. My UPS man is part of my village, and he knows it because he delivers all of my supplies. <laughs> he knows he is part of my village. <laughs> Couldn't do it without him because he helps me. And this is part of like whenever you get your mind into the growth mindset around things and you start to just make these shifts in different aspects of your life over to the growth, you will create more opportunities to have support and more opportunities to have, you know, resources and people there to help you and people also, you know, technology and systems and things like that, whatever, because <laughs> it's not just people, right? As we just talked about. Yeah that you have to get in that growth mindset first. So, okay guys, I would love for you to tell me who is in your village? How are you going to have your village help you? How are you going to lean on your village more? What can you do? Brainstorm, get creative, get curious. I think I say that at least once in every single podcast is get curious. Okay guys, I We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Have a wonderful day and I love you. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Overcome the Overwhelm. If you have questions or like more information, head on over to LowryLifeCoaching.com and I'll see you next week.